we've described the system in the past as sort of being a bit of a revolving door of policy, if you like, with bits of the pro of the migration program being reviewed and changed, uh, you know, far too regularly, really, to provide the certainty that people um, using the system need, and that's migrants and employers, and it, and it provides, a, you know, it's provided a lack of clarity, if you like, for the broader community. So this strategy, I think, reflects a, a clear direction for Australia's long-term migration program, and I think it comes at a very important time for us, given the debate that we've seen in recent weeks. I mean, there were a lot of problems outlined in the Parkinson Review report, um, but uh, I guess uh, the recent discussion in, in uh, over the weekend and into today is really focused around the migration intake and getting that right. Uh, after COVID, there was a bit of a bounce back, but what's your overall sense of uh, whether we're, uh, we're hearing the right things in terms of planning around that? Yeah, look, I think we've seen um, a, a sudden sort of increase, if you like, in in the temporary migration and particularly with international students, um, many coming back to finish off degrees and, and, and we've seen them coming in when perhaps they would have already been in the country and it, it has put some pressure on the system. But what we're looking for is uh, is a long-term approach um, and that's what the government's committed to, one which involves collaboration with states and territories but also a system that is going to work far more efficiently and effectively, particularly for temporary skills, which is something that we've been very, very focused on. So this establishment of a skills and demand visa, um, we think is very much in, in the right direction. And the three streams proposed are very consistent with the work that we've put forward to the government. And I want to get to that visa in an ish, uh, in a moment because there's a lot of uh, things around visas that have been created over the years and we'll get to that. But just in terms of the kind of reduction of hundreds of thousands of people over a four-year period, not just the international students, would you say that that's kind of reasonable that we, we uh, take a look at that and uh, adjust it, if you will? Yeah, as I said, I think we've seen a ramp up that in, in large part reflects um, the, the sort of the ongoing impacts of what happened with COVID border closures and things like that. And um, and I think that sort of sudden acceleration in numbers isn't, is not ideal in the sense that you can see some of the pressure that's built. Migration has been an important part of, of our economy. It's been an important contributor, but making sure that we get those levels that are sustainable, that are delivering the skills that business needs, but also retain the support of the community, I think is fundamental. And I think that's the balance that this strategy is looking to achieve. Do you think it gets the balance right in terms of, uh, we always talk about policy carrots and sticks, if you will, uh, you know, there'll be English language requirements for international students uh, and other kind of adjustments to make sure that um, people aren't kind of coming here uh, in what uh, Minister Claire O'Neill calls back doors, sideways uh, entries and, and becoming part of a huge cohort that are kind of permanently temporary in Australia. Yeah, I, I feel like the, the balance is right here. And really, you know, even things like you know, English language tests and things like that, I think one of the things we have to remember is we, we actually want to set people up for success, whether they're here studying um, you know, for their own education. If they're migrants, you know, skilled migrants coming in, we want to make sure that we can make the best use of their skills as well. It's good for us and it's good for them. So I think a lot of the things that are outlined in the strategy are, are really looking to achieve that. How do we set the system up so that we're getting the skills we need at the right levels in the right places and making sure that business benefits, the community benefits, but also the migrants who are coming in are able to make the biggest contribution they can and have some understanding about their own pathway to permanency uh, or not. So 
I think there is a lot in the strategy, but it is really, I think, trying to strike that balance of making sure that it's good for everyone who's, who's interacting with the system. And in terms of, uh, you know, 2.3 million, I believe it is, uh, in, in that temporary visa category, uh, did you, CEDA, make um, recommendations on on how we can deal with that? Uh, and that's an increase from 700,000 in 2000. Yeah, look, there's, in that category, there's, there's, there's a lot of different groups, including New Zealanders who are over here and international students. What we were focusing on in particular is is a skilled aspect, this skills and demand visa, and really wanting to make sure that we're getting the high-skilled, high workers in quickly that we need to support um, business investment and growth. But I think you mentioned earlier the sort of the sort of side door sort of entry. You know, one of the things that we've also been calling out is that we have an acute worker and skill shortage in the aged care sector. Around a third of that workforce um, are, are migrants, and what we really want to do is actually create a clear pathway for people who, who want to come in, want to work in that sector, have the skills that we need, uh, and then we can understand what contribution migration can make in the aged care sector, but also how our own domestic education and training system can grow the workforce that we need as well. So I think that's one sort of example of where um, we're looking at um, improving the system, improving the certainty and clarity of the system, which is important for uh, businesses in the sector, but also important for the community who who has older parents, for instance, who want to be getting care, uh, but also want to understand what the impact of migration is on, on the labour market broadly. And the new four-year skills and demand visa, it's, um, uh, you know, it will replace uh, kind of existing visa. Um, and I guess the aim, it sounds like, is to clean up um, maybe some of the outdated nature of uh, the, the categorisation of, uh, you know, job shortages and which skills lists um, get you eligible for a visa. Do you see that as maybe killing two birds with one stone? That, that it's, I mean, I think the Parkinson Review identified that there were so many visa categories and that was part of the problem. Oh, absolutely. I think what's happened over time is that as different needs have emerged, different um, kind of visas and, and pathways have been sort of bolted onto the system and labour market agreements have been added where they, they weren't you know, able to be addressed through other parts of the system. So I think um, that is exactly what the strategy is doing, is trying to establish three clear pathways in that sort of temporary skills area um, to allow the, the skills needs that we have to be addressed clearly and transparently um, with with the same regulatory framework but sort of calibrated for the different types of workers coming in, if, if you like. Um, so I think that's a, a really positive step forward. And then for those people who are coming in on a temporary visa, a clear understanding of where the pathways to permanency exist. Um, and the core skills list, which sort of sits in the middle there, that's had, there have been lots of different lists that have informed that core skills category. That's being tied, tidied up one single list, I think it's going to be a lot clearer for people looking to come to Australia, but also for employers who, who are looking for the skills they need. And uh, tightening up the point system on permanent migration, uh, would, from what we're hearing, are you happy with the, the approach, the level of detail that's been provided? Yeah, I think, I think so. And I think, again, the, the direction of this is absolutely the right one, trying to make sure that the people who are coming uh, to Australia permanently, have the skills um, that they need to be able to contribute, but also to settle in well into Australia and, you know, make the contribution not just to Australia, but actually, um, uh, you know, uh, get the benefits themselves for, for, for living here and making the move. 
And in terms of other new visas that were kind of discussed, as uh, there's a new talent and innovation visa being talked about. Uh, what are your thoughts on um, whether that's uh, needed? Look, there was um, a business investment and innovation visa um, available previously. The idea there is that in a world where um, there's a lot of competition for that talent, particularly in the tech sector, and we know we're going through this massive decarbonisation and energy transition, you know, trying to get that high-level entrepreneurial talent into this country uh, is important. Everyone's trying to do it. The, the visa opportunity that we had before hasn't worked. So what this strategy is, is flagging is that we recognise what it was trying to achieve, hasn't worked, how can we do it better uh, and, and compete for those you know, really top-shelf global talent that, that's going to be important to driving innovation in Australia. And any room for improvement? Uh, I'm reading here that uh, it's particularly around uh, what you think needs to be done around an essential skills visa. The government's um, spoken about this. They're clearly committed to having this essential skills visa to help us attract the workers that we need in the aged care sector. I think it, there is a, a real and pressing need uh, right now to address this issue. Uh, we would have liked to have seen something able to be implemented um, next year. The government's committed to continuing to work on that. And look, I understand that. We've got to get the regulations uh, and the framework for, for this visa right. It is important. And so, you know, we'll continue to work with government to get that done as, as quickly as possible.